This episode is brought to you by Webstone, a brand of Nibco. Nibco wants to help you work smarter. Whether it's behind the wall or in the mechanical room, Webstone can save you time and money on your next job with products designed specifically for the trade professional. Check out their newly released T and elbow fittings with integrated union connections, including the Propel T Union Ball Drain. Follow them on Instagram at Nibco Inc. or visit webstonevalves.com to learn more. Thank you for listening to the Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your host, John Masonbrink. I'm here with my good buddy and co-host, Tim Ward. Tim, how you doing? JP, what's going on on this happy uh, Matuchin Wednesday? (laughs) That's right. It is a Matuchin Wednesday. There's so many ways that you can kind of listen to that and hear it and visualize it. It's an an odd-sounding community name, and we'll get into that eventually. But how's your Wednesday going, John? Good. Good. Everything's good. We should just jump right into it. Our guest is the ever-elusive Michael Flynn. Michael is uh, a contractor with First Choice Heating and Cooling in Metuchen, New Jersey. That's where the Metuchen comes. So, uh, <laughs> Metuchen, what is it, loving? Metuchen squeezing? Loving and squeezing by journey, I guess. I don't know. We yeah. were laughing before we jumped on this conversation, though. So, but I say, Michael, how's it going? But, but Michael, I will say, I say that with all due respect of you being ever elusive to get on the podcast, is that you're super busy. Much, much respect to you, man. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, AC season, it doesn't stop. Bad part about it is that. You can't leave them without cooling because that's what they called you there to do. Yeah. So you got to finish the job no matter what. And the past two days, man, oh, yesterday was worse, but. I know. know. We, we tried to get you on the podcast yesterday and you said, listen, I'm doing an attic install and I don't envy you for that. I mean, what's the temperature up there in an attic? Like 180 degrees? I mean, yesterday was probably like 140, 150. That'll make your ball sweat and lose a lot of water weight right there. Oh, man, I can't even tell you. But I saw the pictures on Instagram. If you're not following Michael, he is at Flintstone, F-L-Y-N-N-S-T-O-N-E, right? Flintstone. Flintstone 1. Flintstone 1! Yes. Okay. <laughs> the only one. On Instagram, yeah. He does great work, great pictures. And you you posted the, the before and after pictures of that install, I think. And that was pretty cool. Yes, that was this yes. morning. Yeah. yeah. Michael, uh, how, so it's it's busy time of season for you. But obviously, you know, with essential worker, you know, we're, we've been essential workers for the last 18 months during COVID and pandemic. How was it for you? How busy were you? Um how big were the challenges dealing with COVID and, and service calls and stuff like that? In the beginning, like people were very weary of letting us into the house. We've had, you know, I worked for another company then, but they were canceling jobs um, just because um, they didn't want to let us in. But as after that, like I think that was probably the first two weeks, month or so. Uh, but after that, it was no, no problem, you know, just wear, wear your mask inside and everything, everybody took precautions and we were, you know, back to normal. 
Hey, one thing, Michael, uh, I do is I kind of get this podcast in every which way direction. So something that just popped in my head. We had uh, George DeJesus on a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And did I see you worked with him recently on a, on a job? Yeah, I actually did. It was for it was a collab for the uh, RP three hundred and fifty tour. Uh-huh. So you know, we wanted to. Everyone was putting out great content, and we were like, okay, well, we got to one up it, really. Yeah. So um, we brought both of ours. I got the double press video with the three hundred and um, But yeah, we did the boiler at his house. Um, changed it out, and you know, have you met him in before? Oh yeah. Oh, you you uh, don't yeah. know him? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. And is it through social media or just uh, you know a long time knowing him? No. Yeah, through social media, like we followed followed each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, met up a couple times, hung out. We did the uh, the meetups. Yep. Uh, I think we did two of the meetups, and then yeah, go from there. Very cool. Very cool. Speaking of speaking of the RP and uh, press tools, I saw today were. Richard's having their big experience later on this year for that they weren't able to do last year and they're already getting registrations for next year. Uh, is that something you'd ever be interested in doing? Yeah, I went. Yeah. Oh, you did go. Yeah, when, yeah. Did, when did you go? I went 2019. Was that the year with uh, Danielle uh, Twig or was that yep. year with I'm Eric? actually looking at the poster in the office now. It was John Thompson. Oh, uh, Omar. Yep. Omar was there. Um, Twig, uh, Rob, Braden, the other Rob, and uh, RCM, Felix. How, how much did you enjoy that? Oh, it was fantastic. It was amazing. Who caught the most yeah, fish? Yeah, Eric. Yeah, who caught the most fish? Um, I think it was Danielle's boat. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Well, she's Girl a from new discussion f- knows how to yeah. fish. Yeah. <laughs> She's a Newfoundlander. Is that what you said? <laughs> Newfoundlander, yeah. I still don't know. I'm, I've been friends with her for a long time, and I still don't know how to say it. So. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian, eh? So, Canadian. Yeah. She's Canadian, eh? So tell us a little bit about your, you know, your story. How'd you got, how you got involved in the industry? Um, what kind of what made you uh, want to get into the industry? Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I fell into the industry ass backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a BA in criminal justice, and uh, I graduated it in 2008. So at that time, no one was hiring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I worked at a pool as a lifeguard, and the company, one of the you know people there, they had their own company. Um, so they were like, listen, we're looking for a driver, for a helper. Um, you know, you can go on your interviews, you can do whatever you want. And, you know, I just started there and I ended up loving it really. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up everything really quick. Um, if you, I, I'm a visual learner. So if you show me something once, I'm going to do it the exact same way or, you know, to get it done. But as far as moving forward, you know, just picking up stuff along the way on, you know, especially social media, really, mm-hmm. um, how people do things and, you know, different ways of running a line set or piping a boiler or whatever the case may be. You know, I took all of that, you know, through the people that taught me on on site and then people that taught me on Instagram mm-hmm. and just made it my own. So you're telling me if you weren't 
a plumbing and heating contractor, you'd be a private investigator. Probably, yeah. Yeah? Both jobs or are cool, but there's yeah. always something about I, I thought about getting into criminal justice, but I think I was too stupid, so I didn't I never put it. For the FBI? It. I actually did have an FBI hat, Tim. This is a good story. And I was it was a real FBI hat. I don't know how you notice know that, because they just don't sell them at the stores. I mean, it was a real hat. I was... <laughs> I was waiting at the uh, airport and two old ladies came up and this was like right after 9-11 too. And they're like, do you work for the FBI? Cause I think they felt more comforted if I was. And I said, I can't tell you that I would have to, I would have to kill you if I, if I told you that. So scaring little old ladies in the airport, John, anyway, you be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> back to Michael. Come on. Exactly. So you, uh, you fell in love with the trades. Um, did you work for somebody to get your apprenticeship? You know, how did, how did that all come about? At that point, it was just like nobody offered, really. Mm-hmm. So, because I, I did go to school for HVAC for like two years. And at that point, I was missing a lot of class because I was working at night and I could never make it. And then it just, I felt like I learned more in the field. So I was, you know, I was arguing with the teachers um, about what's right and what's wrong. They were pushing something and I was like, that's not that. And, you know, just a back and forth like that. Mm -hmm. But as far as school goes, like I was, the HVAC school was not for me. So it was just like, okay, let's, you know, focus on picking everything up in the field versus finishing the school. Mm -hmm. Do you like doing field work, service work? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I've started in, in the field doing service. Um, then f- after five years, I did uh, install and been doing install ever since. Well, what are the reasons that, you know, other than you're a cool guy, I've heard a lot of great things about you. To have you on the podcast is, I, I saw something you posted uh, the other day, and it was pretty significant to a lot of people. And I'm, I'm glad you did. And it's a personal issue. We don't have to talk about it. There's things you can just say, mind my own fucking business. But you posted that you were five years sober. And congratulations to you, first of all. Secondly, I mean, what what brought you to that point or where you just realized, man, I, I got to change or I, you know, something's got to happen for me to, whether to be mentally clearer or to have a better focus in life? What was What was the kind of the turning point five years ago it was father's day and we were all out to dinner and it was just like you know i gotta do something about my life because it was you know one drink was never enough Mm -hmm. and just always just took it to another level Mm -hmm. and i couldn't wake up going to work like that um whether hungover or whatever Mm -hmm. um and do my job correctly I was putting gas fired equipment in people's houses. And if I wasn't hundred percent on my game, then, you know, something could happen. You know, my wife supported me a hundred percent behind it and I just quit cold Turkey and that's it. So when you say father's day, do you have kids? I do. I have a newborn. Yes. Yeah. So that's right. That's right. Congratulations Congratulations. on, on a boy or a girl. Boy, Boy, Junior. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. It's the new Flintstone too. 
Talking about sobriety, uh, you said you went cold turkey. That's got to be difficult. I don't know if I've ever done anything cold turkey in my life except maybe stop eating watermelon. Um, seriously, how how did you go about the process of doing that? I mean, because there, I mean, did you ever look to get help through therapy or counseling, or was it strictly self self motivation? And I'm going to do this myself. Um. I did um, see someone for maybe about 10 sessions. Um, and then it was just like, okay, I'm good. Um, yeah. He was always not pushing, but uh, recommending to go to meetings. And I was like, that's not for me. It's, yeah. you know, I don't, I, I can do this mentally by myself. And there were some times where we were out to dinner or out and, you know, at the bar with, you know, my wife's friends and, Everyone's like, oh, do you want a drink? You want a drink? And I'm like, eh, no, not really. Mm-hmm. So it was that kind of mentality to say, okay, I'm done with this. And, you know, I've come this far. So mm-hmm. there's no turning back. So what- I can imagine you mentioned earlier doing meetups and stuff. I, I mean, come on. It's the trades. People in the trades, you get together. It, there tends to be a lot of alcohol being flung around. Um, we get together. There's tends to be a lot of drinking at those events. I, that's got to be a challenge. Now it's nothing. You know, people ask you um, if you want to drink, and I'm like, no, I don't drink. Just water, whatever. Um, it's not really uh, um, it's a non-issue, really, mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, the peer pressure or is involved. So, yeah, I yeah. think I met you uh, at a Taco after party at HR. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they got stuff going there but you just got to indulge on the jumbo shrimp a little more i guess exactly exactly yeah <laughs> yeah the sandwiches and the mini hot dogs <laughs> so you confided in your wife your wife was very supportive like what what advice would you give people who are thinking of of something like this or even thinking about like mental health or thinking about getting help you know what what would you say to them i mean i've had a few people you know, message me after I posted that and said that, you know, they're looking to do that or they're just in, you know, the process, the early process of doing it. And it's just like, if you feel you got to find out what your trigger was. So if my trigger was drinking, so if I started, I didn't stop. Mm-hmm. That's all I did, you know, but if so, if it's something else, as far as a bad day or the company you're at, or, you know, the job you're doing, then you have to realize that if you don't like the job you're doing, you have to go and find another one because nobody's going to make it better for you except you. Over the past five years, you said, you know, you wake up you're with a clear mind, able to do your job better. Um, health-wise, do you feel like you've lost weight? I mean, I don't know what you look like when you were five years ago, but uh, do you feel healthier? Do you feel more motivated, more energetic? I mean, there's been, uh, when I first quit, yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, just less sluggish, all that kind of stuff. But I before AHR, I actually lost like 70 or 60 pounds. Wow. So, but that was unrelated to the drinking thing. But mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, it's an up, up and down battle. Um, I put some back on since um, the baby was born, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm working to get it off. Well, once that baby becomes mobile, you'll be 
chasing them yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm. Uh, I have thirteen year old twins, and they're in all sorts of activities. I'm not the picture of perfect health or or weight, but we're running around taking them places and doing stuff. So I'd say by the age of three or four, you'll be chasing that. Um, oh yeah, Michael Junior. Is it? Yeah, yep. yeah. You'll be chasing them around. So that's good to hear. That's exciting. <laughs> Do you plan on more so, kids or? Yeah, I was going to ask that question. Um, I think so, um, but we'll see. <laughs> so see what the wifey says? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, Michael, what kind of things do you do outside of work? Um, now, just, you know, play with the kid, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I, honestly, I can't. Everyone's like, oh, your life's going to change. Your life's going to change. And it absolutely does because you don't want to do anything except go home and yeah. see your child. That's what it is. But it seems like you work an awful lot. I mean, what, what's a typical day? I know that's a strange question, like typical. But do you have certain hours that you work and then you're home by a certain time or does it fluctuate? No, it fluctuates. As you know, I, we start at 8 o'clock um, and we work till the job is done. Yeah. There's no... There's no set time. Like if you, you know, you didn't finish by four thirty, you got to go home. Are you um, working on one project a day, or are you kind of, if you're done with one, you go zoom on to the next one? Or some sometimes the smaller jobs they'll do two. Yeah. Um, but you know, a full install, it's one day. Any, uh, you mentioned the RP three fifty earlier. Any uh, cool tools you played around with lately that you want to talk about? I mean, everybody see me post the Rems Curvo. Yeah. Um, that thing is awesome. Um, is that the pipe bender? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Eric, you know, I talked to them. I was eyeing that up for a really long time. And they uh, they got it over to me, and it's fantastic. I mean, yeah. It, and I'm real, and now it's even better because I'm getting the hang of it. And I can actually, you know, plan my stuff with multiple bends. And yeah. Was so it the old-fashioned pipe bender, like a good peck uh, <laughs> muscle builder? You could just like Superman? No. Well, that they actually have <laughs> lever benders in um, in Europe, but mm-hmm. that's soft copper. It's all soft yeah. copper, yeah. Yeah, which a lot of people don't understand. They're like, oh, we, you, you know, you're bending hard copper. And they're like, no, they're no, not. not. Yeah. It's all soft copper. Any big travels? uh I know we've got AHR next January in Vegas. We've got PHCC in Kansas City this fall. Any or wet next next spring in Indianapolis. Any trade shows or any opportunities to get out and about to meet some of the colleagues in the industry in the next six to eight months? I mean, definitely going to AHR. I feel like I owe it to everybody to be there just because I went last year and it was a blast. Um, you know, a bunch of us got a house and we, we all chipped in and Airbnb, that's what it is. Um, and then, yeah, it was just awesome hanging out. It'll be fun in Vegas next year. Yes. And I've never been to Vegas. So really? Yeah. I was just there two weeks ago for a world of concrete trade show. Nice. Vegas is Vegas now. (laughs) All right. Hold on a second. JP, what are you doing? I'm trying to find Michael in this picture. I think that's you in the back. Hold on. Oh, shit. Yep. Can you see it? I actually saw that picture today. I just didn't realize Michael had gone to yeah, they the put original you in the experience. Back. Why do they put the ugly guys up front? 
I don't oh, know. Omar and Thompson <laughs> are going to kill me. <laughs> Omar could actually physically do that. Yeah, probably. with his bare hands. John, I'm, I'm not sure about OG. <laughs> so, yeah, we've been, you know, the last few uh, contractors we've had on, you know, obviously we talk about the supply chain issues and back orders and things like that. How how are you seeing that? Are you getting delays in shipments? Uh, what's that? What's going on there? Yeah, it's getting very hard to, um, you know, secure equipment. And it's just like whatever the supply house gets, it's going in. And as long as the, you know, everything lines up as far as efficiency and tonnage and uh, BTUs, then it's going in. You know, if they have, if we have to do something to, you know, offset the price or whatever it takes, you know, they're getting cooling. Wasn't George ta- talking about that? Like whether it's copper or, you know, press fittings and then um, shark bites, anything you get his hands on, put it together and make sure it works. Yeah, that's what you're using. Yeah. Well, with the REMS, I don't have to worry about fittings. So, Well, that's true. True. <laughs> that's true. So as a contractor, you know, training is certainly, you know, manufacturers have training opportunities for contractors in the field. What are some of the things that, you've done and or things you'd like to do as far as just learning the trades better? I mean, as far as, you know, product specific, um, I've done, you know, a couple of those, but as of right now, I haven't even done anything. Like I know Takeo has the um, Tuesdays and mm-hmm. all like, you know, uh, I've been on Kalefi's, uh shop, shop talk uh, a few times, but mm-hmm. You know, I just don't have the time to do it. Yeah, um, makes unfortunately. It's understandable. <laughs> well, we hosted something last week for well, not hosted, but we uh, were media partners with this company called Thrive, and they had it at like eleven o'clock in the morning, which is I don't know. It's hard to get guys that are working, you know, twelve-hour shifts to take a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, back, John, we talked about that. I had a conversation with the Thrive folks this morning and talked a little bit about doing these webinars. And in fact, we're looking at doing another one maybe in September, but it being in the early evening. So contractors can actually have an opportunity to join in. So we're hoping that works out, but yeah, I mean, we've had our Monday shop talks with Cleffy, our takeo after dark on Wednesday nights that we feel we get a pretty good audience too. So, yeah, but it is difficult because you guys are in the summertime. So much it wanes a little bit too, because of the, yeah, Yeah, it does. People don't want to sit inside on a beautiful, weekday night at eight o'clock in the summer. I, I I don't know. You mentioned your wife earlier and your child. Where, where'd you meet your wife? My wife and my dad taught at the same school. Really? Oh, wow. So he uh, came home and said, Hey, and- you got to check this <laughs> lady out. They, I mean, until <laughs> together, yes, seriously. Like he was, um, you know, just like, okay. I, and I had went in with him because I was still in college. So I, I had went in with him and just, you know, to see everybody. I was off from school and he was like, oh, this is Vanessa. This is Vanessa. I'm like, okay, oh, cool. Yeah. What does she yeah. teach? Uh, she's a third grade teacher. I was going to say, maybe That's you cool. could take her class and just sneak in and then like <laughs> ask for like extra credit after the yeah. class and go, you know. <laughs> I guess third grade wouldn't work. No, definitely not. I mean, I'd be like Billy Madison. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly. Right. Oh, my God. So, I mean, finally, it was, 
you know, we ex- exchanged numbers at my dad's retirement party. Mm-hmm. So, and then our first date and the rest is history. That's nice. cool. That's pretty cool, man. So in the winter, you're doing mostly furnace and hydronic stuff or what, what, what do you do there? Yeah. Furnaces, boil, uh, hydronic boilers and yeah. steam boilers. Okay. So you're, you're pretty busy all year round then. Oh, a lot of steam here. Never a dull moment. Do you, do you, do you do any plumbing or? I mean, if you want to consider the boilers, yeah, plumbing. No, I'm talking about like you know bathroom stuff or. Oh no! I mean, I did the plumbing stuff. Yeah. I mean, I did the plumbing for my bathroom. Yeah. But that's the extent of that. John actually did the plumbing for his bathroom too, I believe. Yeah, and then I had to call the plumber because I broke the toilet <laughs> seal and it was leaking into my ceiling above my kitchen. So now there's a brown spot. Above my, <laughs> so call a professional. Damn it, that's what I always say. Exactly. So well, cool. What do you got planned for the big Fourth of July? Anything? Go listen to some firecrackers or watch some fireworks. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, I I just go where my wife tells me. No, thank you so much for joining us, and um, love to have you on again at some point. You know, down the road. Definitely. Um, I think you're a real good guy. You do great work. Uh, follow him at Flintstone 1, Tim. Flintstone 1. Flintstone 1. That is correct. Congratulations on the five years, too, Michael. That's awesome. Thank you very much. And the baby. Come on. Yes. And the baby. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. You uh, have a good day. Thanks for having me, guys. Not Dead Yet podcast is powered by Mechanical Up Media and produced by John Masonbrink and Tim Ward. It is edited by John Masonbrink. Music presented by Jason Drum and graphics furnished by Wayne Rowe. Thanks for listening and until next week.